2: good morning everybody my name is layla and you're listening to a day of prayers morning bible studies we are glad that you could join us this morning as we discuss god's word but before we do that let's take a moment and pray Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord, and for your Holy Spirit that you send in among us to guide and teach us, Lord. And we thank you for your mercies, Lord, and that your word is never ending, Lord, that there's always something new that we can learn, Lord. That you're calling us deeper into higher places, God, and that you equip us to get there lord and that you help us along the way lord that you send others in our paths that encourage us lord and train us and admonish us lord and we thank you for allowing us to be those trainers and admonishers for others lord and those that speak words of encouragement and comfort to those that need it god and so we just thank you for your immense grace and mercy god and your love lord and the forgiveness that you have shown us lord and we forgive anybody whom we have ought against today lord and we continue in peace and in harmony with one another lord in jesus name amen
1: in jesus name amen
0: amen well good morning and welcome everybody we're glad to have you with us for our bible study as we continue in romans and yes we are going to reread the same section of scripture that we have read the last previous couple of episodes so Um, Could I get a volunteer to reread Romans 12, verses 9 through the end of the chapter, please? I will. All right, Charles.
3: Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Distributing to the needs of the saints, give it to hospitality. Bless, who, bless those who persecute you, and bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no, evil for, no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your, enemies, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will keep coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. So I want to open the floor first to, to each of you to share whatever the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin?
2: I would. All right, Layla. So, I found it interesting um Paul was talking about behaving like a Christian and not how we would um consider that to be done, as in give an hour and a half long sermon on Sunday and try to put on a facade in some cases, but genuinely behaving as God called us to to behave like with some moral and a standard for yourself, not um just being okay with doing whatever um this weekend on friday i had a conversation with my mom and she said don't be okay with just being mediocre or being in the middle or just barely making it but strive for that standard of excellence mm-hmm. you should expect that of yourself and it should be others should be able to expect that of you also so you can't find a place of excellence and you're not willing to give your own and you don't mean it and you don't care so to behave truly and genuinely like a christian we have to care we have to give it our all and we have to mean it not just to ourselves and make that covenant with ourselves but those around us i'm like with my siblings i can't expect to serve them the best meal and i don't care how it looks i'm thinking all the while i don't want to do this i don't like this and expect for the food to come out looking good tasting good smelling good being excellent and platable but when i fix my attitude and go okay lord i'm gonna do this for you i'm going to serve them instead of have them serve me i'm going to give them my best god i'm going to give you my best first and in so doing give the other other people around me my best and approach it that way it comes out much better Mm -hmm. and it's it seems a small thing of cooking dinner, but in the grand scheme of things, it's a pretty big thing.
0: Okay. So what happens if you're not doing? You'll it say shows. Live in excellence, but then also putting others before yourself or doing things to bless and benefit them.
2: It shows. And everything you do, even if you try to conceal it, you can tell when you have given your all and when you're just like, uh, I'll do this much, Lord, I'll do this much that you ask me, and I'll go no further, ask no more of me, God, this is all I can give you, you can absolutely tell, and I, I've i seen it in um, uh, my own life, like in school, I can tell when I've taken a test, and I've given it my best effort, and I can tell when I'm like, all right, mommy and dad, this is this is as far as I'm going, ask no more of me, it's a and day difference, mm-hmm,
0: so I love how you brought that up because, uh, so that's what you were talking about there is what's spelled out to us as far as Christian conduct in the first few verses, right? Verses nine through 16. But, and you can see that in multiple places, right? And I say it in this way, is looking at our action and you could argue on the one hand that it is meant for people in the church, Christians, believers, the body of or bride of Christ, right? Yes. And you see that in multiple ways. Verse 10, right? Be affectionate to one another, right? With brotherly love, not giving preference, or sorry, in honor, giving preference, excuse me, to one another, right? Yes. There are multiple times throughout this section of scripture that he says it to one another, right? Even verse 16, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion, right? So we see love and faith working together, which builds upon what he was saying pre- in the, the first eight verses, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's this one verse, and I promise you brought this up in the last episode, right? Verse 14. So can I, I ask this? If he's, Are we in agreement here that there is an element that he is talking about Christians, believers, the body of Christ, um, or the bride of Christ? So those in the church? Yes. Okay, then how does verse 14 fit?
2: Well, if we're living for Christ, Jesus had already told his disciples in his, um...
0: Well, and I say it, and this that's true, because let's look at it this way, right? Mm-hmm. Verse 14 almost differs from everything he's saying. It should stand out. If, he's, if this part of Scripture is directed at the church, and he's saying this is how we should care and conduct ourselves, well, all of a sudden, he gets this part where he says, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse yes of course that is how we should conduct ourselves towards everyone but if we're in agreement that that there is an element here in the section of scripture that it is geared towards christians and believers and those inside the church why does he need to add and discuss this
1: so are you suggesting that as christians they were cursing each other and fighting with one another
0: that there is an element but have and and I, I bring this up because this should stand out to us. And I I can't speak for everyone's experience, I can speak for my own observation uh, observation experience with the with church hurts. But oh. there's a lot of, of hurt in the church. And when there shouldn't be. That goes back to John fourteen and fifteen. They will know you by your love for one another and your unity, right? Yes. But we have to look at this. We have to address this. It's not just non-believers that are persecuting, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. We have to look at what's inside the church. And, and honey, you and I have discussions about this all the time, right? Just in the natural world, right? Where is the, where is the, the most unhealthy congregation or unhealthy amount of people per capita? Where can you find them?
1: In the hospital
0: in a hospital so wouldn't we expect to find the largest per capita amount of people that have hurts and needs and all those things wouldn't we expect to find them in the church mm-hmm. yes and if we are doing that if we are, can acknowledge and become aware of that then it should change how we approach and interact and behave and conduct ourselves or function in the body Towards everyone, I find it very interesting that Paul put that that verse specifically in this section, where he's talking about how we should be behaving and conducting ourselves with other believers.
4: Just a a sad note in that same vein of thinking, isn't it interesting that um, you know when you think about a hospital and people hurting, right? And mm-hmm. let's just uh, use treatment, and let's go to surgical treatment. Somebody had a knee replacement. Um, do they have to go to physical therapy afterwards mm-hmm. for the healing and the process to be complete? Mm-hmm.
0: Many times,
4: so yes, is their the recommend course be of action pretty messed up right after the surgery?
0: They, they may be put in a wheelchair for a little while to yeah. right, so, and then and have pe- to strengthen and go through the Christ process, and
4: they surrender their lives to Christ, and then it exposes all the mess that was in their life that has to be dealt with, and it, it takes time to work through that and Mm -hmm. as they're working through that there's always the risk of them hurting others or Mm -hmm. being a drain on others and it's not because they're bad people it's just because the reality where they are in their process of mending and healing and becoming more like christ
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely they are human beings and isn't if jesus since jesus is the light what does the light do
0: it, Exposes the darkness.
1: It it makes known and manifest that which is hidden. All of it. <laughs> All of it. There's no corner. Mm-hmm. There's no no place that can hide from his light. The darkness overcame him not, right? He is the yes. light. He is what he is. So it, it should be our natural expectation that the people around us are going to be, when they come to Christ, we are going to see the unveiling of the ugly, that is life without Christ. Everyone's life without Christ is ugly. I don't care who you think you are. I don't care I don't how well what. you were brought up, how much money you had or didn't have, how loved you were. You're ugly without Christ. I'm ugly without Christ. It doesn't matter. So that being said, that that brings us back to Luke chapter 6, my love, verse 35. Mm-hmm. But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. Absolutely. And the reason a lot of people are hurt when they go to church is that is because first of all, they're going there selfishly. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get this, which is a part of humanity. That's the, that's the earthly love. It's all about me. I'm going to get something. And they that expecting something in return is what am I getting out of this? When I come here, I'm going to get this not yet understanding the God kind of love gives. Go ahead and look at, 1 Corinthians chapter 13.
0: Well, not just there. right? I mean, you <laughs> just look at the Gospel of John. You literally have from chapters 6 through 10 and all the times that Christ is challenged, he's mocked, he's tested. Who's he being tested by? Who's opposing him? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. People in the church, the religious leaders, spiritual leaders, leaders, and authority of the day were opposing him. Why?
2: So they didn't want to hear the truth.
0: They didn't want to hear the truth. They'd become content and complacent with their place and their position and didn't want to give it up. There's jealousy. There are a number of different things, right? Where's the scripture? What is the source of quarrels and all these things among you? Okay. Is it not your own lusts? In your members? Okay. What do you think the word does? Honey, you pointed out v- wonderfully. It exposes what's hidden, the things that we don't want others to see and know about us. But those are the exact things. <laughs> uh, and Dean, you have this on your board, and I love it, right? And, and I, I shall let you say, what does it say on your board?
4: Expose the weak so we can make it strong.
0: Exactly. The Lord never, never throws a blanket or a rug over <laughs> our weaknesses. He he illuminates it. He shines a floodlight and then some on it. So, not to condemn us. No. So we can deal with it and become yeah. more like him. That light is healing. Absolutely. Right.
4: That light is warmth. That is not condemnation. It is That's not right. belittling. It's not, never, never that. Exactly. No. It's just an honest rendering of the facts so that, we can do something about it. Right.
0: So we can come to an understanding of his perspective on it and the impact that harboring or keeping that thing in our lives is having, right? The The effect that it's having. And if he's exposing it, it's because it's it's not producing life. It's, it's not producing anything of him. It's not good and perfect, but it is a detriment to our our spiritual and natural health and growth and development. So... In the same way as Christ, right? He gave grace, right? Yes. He gave grace to us when we were in opposition. Shouldn't we give that same grace, show Mm -hmm. that same love, have that same compassion and mercy towards others that are going through the process? Uh, Let's not forget that we are still going through the process. We are not perfected yet, right? We have not arrived. But Mm -hmm. we are still being refined. And fine-tuned and being conformed to the image of Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Mm-hmm. We are still in that process as well. So, shouldn't we be able to give grace to others?
1: Yes, the, the Lord requires that we do that. That's absolutely. A part of, um, His way. That's His His mandate for us. The same comfort that we received he asked us to comfort others with that uh, the the parable of the wicked servant mm-hmm. <laughs> yes i talk about that one a lot where he was forgiven so much and when faced with the consequences of what his debt was he asked for mercy he begged for mercy and mercy was granted and then he turned around and find some found some the person that owed him not even a, a speck as much as what he owed and i'm paraphrasing that's Kamisha's. version of that and you know beat the life out of the man and threw him in jail until he paid all that little amount but then the master came back and said oh you wicked servant uh you were so unwilling to offer grace i forgave you much but you were unwilling to forgive this one so you go to jail until you pay all that is owed and you're not coming out until everything is paid so is that because god wants to throw us in prison no And he would be just if he threw us in prison anyway. But that's not how he feels. He sent deliverance to us through Jesus Christ. He sent grace and help and hope to us through the Holy Spirit. He's doing everything he can, everything possible to bring us to repentance, to bring us to the right path. So that way we don't have to be separated from him. And likewise, in turn, we are supposed to reflect that to our brothers and sisters in Christ. And just to humanity, actually, because it's not my earth to throw anybody off of. It's not my heaven to exclude them from or hell to put them in. My job is to love. My job is to usher in reconciliation as much as depends on men, on me to live peaceably with all men.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought that was interesting what you brought up about the um, brotherly love. That's a, a term that we kind of washed loosely? I know when I correlate that in my mind, you know, you go, Philadelphia, brotherly love. What does that actually mean? Is that the same kind of love Cain had for Abel?
0: Clearly not, because he rose up and killed him.
1: Or is it the kind of love that uh, Jesus has for us? Or is that God talking about the God kind of love, the same kind of love that looks and goes and concludes that my neighbor, my brother is just as valuable as I am. And instead of seeing a competitor, I should see my kinsmen. I should see my flesh, if you will. My, um, We're of the same family. Kind of touching back to how Paul was referencing Israel. Like, don't despise them. Don't look down on them because they've been disjointed for this season so that you can come in. We're a part of the same tree this is the same family don't bite and devour one another don't take that perspective you know i when i think about that i think about family brotherly love there are families that i've seen that the siblings hate each other hate each other and would cain and abel they would kill them if they had the chance or to choose there's nothing in their mind that stops them from violating their brother whether it be taking the brother's spouse their money, harming their children and violating them in some kind of way. There's no boundary in their mind when they, when they think of their brother. It, they're the same as nobody.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But when God talks about it, when Jesus referenced it, he said, if you hate your brother without a cause, you're a murderer. How serious Definitely. that is to him to say and to bring the family together and keep the family bonded by his love that we not only look out for the things that matter to us but we also look out for what matters to our brothers and that's brothers and sisters that's just our family um, and God's family now with that when we're offering that love it's vital that we keep our perspective that my job is to make sure that I love not to make sure that you love My job is to make sure I do it. You are God's business. So like, honey, in our relationship, Mm -hmm. when we leave this earth and we go to heaven, you're my brother in Christ. Absolutely. I'm not going to stop and ask you before I go see Jesus. (laughs) I am
0: no longer your husband and you're no longer my wife.
1: Exactly. And Jesus addressed that they're not married or given in marriage in heaven, Mm -hmm. um, but are like the angels. So my true... Identity is I'm John's sister in Christ. When we get down to our spirit beings, I'm his sister. He's my brother. I should remember that and treat him as such.
0: Absolutely. And it all goes to the love aspect, right? And in John 15, he clearly makes that note, right? That's John fifteen, starting in verse nine, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love,
4: mm-hmm.
0: right? And um. And in verse twelve, and it's really this whole section, from nine through through seventeen, but not verses nine and verse twelve. He says this: verse twelve, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Right? And he continues to, and he gives examples, but also in John 17, the, what's known as the high priestly prayer. He says this. Oh, sorry. Let me back up a second. In John 15, beginning of verse 18, is where he talks about the world hatred. So then we as believers, right, should acknowledge, hey, if if we have odd against our brother, we then that's clearly something of the world. And we need to address that. And as Daniel pointed out like that's an area that's been exposed. Let's address it so we can strengthen it, build it up, uproot the things that don't reflect Christ in our life, and replace it with truth, which is his word, which is him. But then also back to the love commandment. What does he say in, in John seventeen? He concludes his high priestly prayer with these two verses. That's John 17, 25 and 26. He says, O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name and will declare it, here's the key, that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. We should have the love of God functioning and operating flowing through us into the world that's everybody who is our neighbor right actually jesus even said it this way when they said they told him that his mother and his brothers were there what was his response
3: who was my mother and who was my brother except for those who do the works of the father exactly
0: those that do the will of the lord right right Okay, which goes back to what we say here in this ministry all the time: just say what the Father says to say, do what the Father says to do, how He says to do it. That's how Jesus carried and conducted Himself in His ministry, right? And in the same way as He said, "Who's my Father? And my brothers. Who's my neighbor?" And it's any and everybody the Lord puts in my path. There shouldn't be a difference if you will, in how I act towards the brethren, those that are believers or Christians or the body or bride of Christ, or those that are the world, right? There's a different level of expectation, if you will, but I can still give grace because I know that we're human, right? There's a saying, I shouldn't, you shouldn't expect sanctified behavior from unsanctified people, right? I shouldn't expect people that have chosen or not yet chosen to follow Christ to walk and move and operate in the same way that Christ moved and operate and right or treat me, I'll say in the same way that I would expect someone else who is a a follower, believer, a disciple of Christ to treat me. Right? Yes. But knowing, all right, as we just pointed out here in Romans, all right, there is the the potential to be mistreated even in the church. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take away from me and my responsibility to carry and conduct myself in the same manner that Christ conducted himself.
1: And our, even when we're dealing with our, our fellow Christians, our, our, br- our brothers and sisters in Christ, our expectation and our hope should be in Jesus. Amen. It's my job to make sure that I do what I'm supposed to do. And it's God's job to get you where he wants you to be. It's my job to do my job. I don't extract your husbandship or (laughs) I don't force that out of you because I can't. And if my hope is for you to fulfill my desire, I will be disappointed.
0: Absolutely. Likewise.
1: Exactly. (laughs) But if my hope is in the Lord and I'm going, God, I'm loving my husband because you gave me that instruction because this is what you asked of me. You are going to reward me. Then... I'm both able to fulfill and to walk in the love that is long suffering, patient, (laughs) kind, Mm -hmm. all of those things that we see in first Corinthians. I'm able to flow in that towards you because I don't expect you to give me something in return. Now, there are things that are right by natural covenant there. That's true. I'm not negating that. But if I'm, my hope is for him to fulfill all of those things versus letting God be the one who mandates and controls his son.
0: Then you're already in a bad place.
1: I'm, I'm starting at a deficit. And there's no way that you can live up to my standard because I'm always going to find flaw. There's always one more thing that could be better or my imagination is not met and satisfied with what I think you should be doing. But if my hope is in the Lord and I allow him to cultivate in you, just like he's cultivating in me Mm -hmm. what is right for for me to do towards you and for you to do towards me, then we'll both be satisfied. Amen. Uh, Two scriptures real quick. Romans chapter 13, verse 8. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Amen. And uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. He gave us the seed. He poured out his love. It's our job to cultivate it, to walk in and perfect our handling and wielding of the love of God. It's our job to keep ourselves saturated in it by praying in the Holy Spirit, by meditating on the word of God and by practicing Every time we get a chance, we're practicing the opportunity to love our neighbor with a God kind of love, not any selfish kind of love. If I'm thinking about me, I can't be thinking about you. Okay. if I'm thinking about what am I going to get out of this? How am I going to be fulfilled? What my needs are versus going, God, you have taken care of my needs. And my God is able to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus and I'm going to do what you called me to do and let you take care of the results. If we're doing that, we will be fine. If we're outside of that, we need to rein it on back in mm-hmm. because Jesus didn't look for us to give him anything. He looked for the father to give him what he desired and his hope was not disappointed. He is today seated at the right hand of the father.
0: Amen. There's a lot in there, <laughs> a lot to process and a lot to let the Holy spirit minister to you about. So we're gonna pause there for today and can I get someone to close out in prayer please? I will. Alright, promise.
3: Lord I just thank you for today and just thank you for just loving us fully and just just being God. Lord I also just thank you for just being merciful towards us and Helping us with everything. In name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen.
0: Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org